TJ. Kevin. Uh, summer's ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I figured, why why not? We should take a trip, you and I. <gasps> a trip? Yeah, to the su- most summery place in America. Oh, where would that be? Uh, you, why don't you throw me a guess? How about um, California? No. Oh, the I... other side. Oh, clearly you mean Georgia. Yeah, it's 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 Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We we have to. All right, we are going to Georgia, but <laughs> but that that's the connecting flight. Yeah, we have a connection in in Miami. Logistics. Miami connection. Uh, roll the music. <laughs> Attention shoppers. Please check out our new stock in aisle 69. fucking terrible it's a microcosm of our show hello everybody and welcome to 69 cent special the show where we occasionally look at movies uh that we know very well at least somewhat well uh that we've heard of we know some things about it i know at least a thing uh and that's new old stock hey my connection i am joined by uh, the guy who got the little wing pin from the pilot today, TJ Cole. I did. Do they still do that? No. <laughs> I don't think you can go close to the pilot without being tackled by a police officer. Well, well we can try. Kids these days. I know. Uh, and I'm joined by the only remaining cocaine trafficking ninja in the area, a Kevin Smith. Uh, they threatened to unionize, so the Shogun killed them all. <laughs> Ah, uh, Shogun Bezos. Um, <laughs> oh no! We uh, we watched Miami Connection. Miami Connection is a classic bad movie. Absolute modern classic bad movie. Yeah, Nineteen eighty-seven yeah. venture v- venture vintage vintage, and it's more recently become a classic. Yes. Um, I mean. <sighs> I think it was actually okay. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna pull up some info first. Yeah, please. So we're not uh, talking out our ass. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, we're gonna be talking out the face hole, right? Not the butthole. Um, it did actually release in theaters in uh, 1987. Sure. Um, they almost look theater quality. Yes, and uh, also by by recent cl- uh, classic bad movie, we could pinpoint that to about 2012. Is that when the Red Letter Media? No, because that's when Draft House Films re-released it. Got it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was released several things. Vinegar Syndrome then did a Blu-ray uh, which remaster, is which is what we watched. Um, if, if ever a movie needed Blu-ray quality, yes, <laughs> it's like Avatar, <laughs> not this. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you, it is sort of up there in the pantheon. Uh, alongside like i mean okay do we want to talk a bit 
about... I, I would love to talk a bit on this show where we exclusively talk. Oh, wow. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, About, like... Because in my head, there are, like, groups of different bad movies. Yeah. Uh, Sort of families. Families. Because, um, like, to me, you have, like, the the modern ones. Modern, modern. Or, like, The Room and Breen Films. Birdemic. Birdemic. Those are, those are like, the... The new millennium bad films. Modern incompetence. Correct. You can maybe throw, uh, what was that, uh, Diamond and White Cobra, something like that. Um, it's a wild one. Uh, but yeah, like the primary ones there, The Room, Neil I, I have a question before we get too deep into this conversation. Yes. Are you just going to break it into decades? I, that's sort of, but they each have like a different mouthfeel, probably because of the decades. Um, okay, so so like the the new millennium ones have sort of a we don't know the technology yet crunchiness. Yeah, it's it's like trying to be postmodern literature and completely missing the point almost. See, I don't think the room was trying to be postmodern. Well, the room was trying to have a plot. The room was trying to be a, a drama, a, a classic drama. Right. I don't think any of them were trying to be postmodern. I mean, true. Other than Breen, <laughs> again, I don't think he's trying to be postmodern. He's trying to be like cool <laughs> and great and handsome and he should call me back yeah yeah he, i didn't call neil breen i don't know his number uh but if neil breen yeah. wants to email us uh he can do at, so at contact at 69 centspecial.com a real email address that you can use. and that you could uh we'd totally like to talk to him anyway um just just throwing it out there but, okay so i guess yeah well they're in my head, I mean, maybe splitting it by decade is a little... I don't want to say reductivist, but it naturally fits that because those buckets tend to have their own um, tropes they're all writing they pull from. They're all writing the zeitgeist right, exactly. of their era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all writing the zippers. Uh, and uh, 80s uh, bad movies... Tends to be like action. They tend to be action-y or horror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both of which were enormous in the 80s. Yes, and then, like, the more modern ones are, like, weird. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to be... Because it's a weird deck. Like, yeah. It's a weird time. It's weird times. Yeah. Um, the 90s, anyway. all movies were perfect. But, but you could also... <laughs> there were no bad films in the 90s. He lied. Um, I mean, you could maybe also split them by when they sort of became in vogue to be a bad movie. But right. really... That's just sort of following the trend of the popularity of the internet. Because I feel like the internet's really the one that sort of propelled a lot of these really unknown bad movies to then become like, yeah. oh my god, this goes in the pantheon. Could I could I make a suggestion? Sure. Uh, bad <laughs> on a technical level mm, versus mm-hmm. bad on a conceptual level. Ah, that is also those are also good categories. Like yes. they failed to execute their vision on one end. And the vision was doomed from the start. So would you... I, I would imagine you put Miami Connection in the former. Bad execution. Okay idea. I mean, it wasn't trying to be anything... No, I would put it in conception. Really? Uh, because you it's trying like to do... don't like cocaine ninjas? It's trying to do too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to cram as much shit into the movie as humanly possible, and mm-hmm. none of it meshes. True. Uh, that happens at the scripting. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, because technically, it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a lot Cinema- of good... Cinematography and The cinematography is pretty good. The, ain't bad. The uh, makeup would have been pretty good in standard def. 
<laughs> Good point. On a TV? Yeah, we're in high def. Uh, we, we're, we're not watching it as intended. No. Uh, <laughs> we're taking a microscope to it. Like some of it would still be really bad. Oh, the for sure. The bruising on mm-hmm. Jim's cheek. <laughs> yeah, the, the purple spray paint. Yeah. In a perfect circle. Right. Um, Man, that guy's a circular fist. But like... Circular Fist is my upcoming uh, 80s action movie, by the way. A lot of bad 80s action movies, they pick one of the three kinds of bad guy in here, right? That's a good you're point. You're either yeah. fighting ninjas you're, or you're fighting drug dealers mm-hmm. or you're fighting bi- bikers. Mm-hmm. And I think I think when I was thinking that this was would be in the former is because my uh, initial thoughts of concept versus execution were different. Okay. Um, like... I was I was being a little more narrow on like execution just being like oh acting. Um sure, yeah. That's yeah. the easiest one to see. Right, exactly. I mean, literally I'm not, the cinematographer because I'm the not a movie a movie man. Um as you could clearly tell. But but you know what looks cool. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and and I was entertained the whole way. Like there are definitely points where you almost forget that it's a bad movie. Right. Almost. It's almost good. Yes. It gets so and that's kind of endearing yes i'm kind of rooting for the movie yeah there is no uh, this movie it doesn't feel pretentious and it doesn't make you mad no to watch it 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 makes me giddy because even a lot of like really good bad movies Mm -hmm. like there are parts where it's just like okay fucking go right right (laughs) exactly you're ready for it to be over Mm -hmm. uh birdemic is a classic one because like they killed becky most of the movie, nothing happens. You're like, move on. Yeah, the first two-thirds of the movie is the setup to the start of the plot. <laughs> Even then, in the last third of the film, basically nothing happens. Exactly. Birds, and then it ends. There's a brief demic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of birds. Of birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, hear a mountain lion, done. Spruce bark beetles and a blue plug-in hybrid Mustang. But like that was in the first two thirds, not in the last. That's true. But they they very obviously need a gap. I was just boiling down Birdemic into its core elements. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you you of all people are an expert at that. Yes, I. It is my PhD study. Because <laughs> you've you've split that movie into its constituent parts mm-hmm. for uh, for use in randomization. Oh yeah, that that. Uh, <laughs> skunk works <laughs> yeah that skunk works project i'm i'm actually i would love to try and watch mm-hmm. both of them the room and birdemic or like, together oh like shuffle right oh fuck but that's like a six hour movie yeah they're both needlessly long and so combining them would be also uh so okay for a little context for our shoppers out there, I wrote a small program that will cut a movie at every camera cut, and it will split the movie into scenes. It will take the very first scene and the very last scene, usually the credits, put those at the start at the end, and then shuffle everything else. Right. And stitch it together into a movie. So the room, for example, will always start with the panning through San Francisco. Up until uh, uh, whoever walks in the door, and then it cuts. Yeah, I think Tommy walks in the door, right. and then it cuts, and then after that, it's a wild fucking ride. Right. Um. So, if I combine two movies, 
would I make would I make the intros just fifty percent transparent on top of each other, <laughs> and then go into the shuffling, and then credits are overlaid as well. Hear yeah. me out. Mm-hmm. Instead of overlaying it, which would be terrible for the eyes. Uh huh. Every other frame. <laughs> oh, next to each yeah. other. I don't know why I did this visually uh, mm-hmm. in our audio only, but like, right. like split screen yeah. multiplayer. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Oh, no screen looking. Um, but okay. Play the audio at the same. Oh, and mix no, it the same. One on each channel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. One on the left. One on the right, baby. Oh, that would be but so fun. Swap them. Oh God, it's torturous. <laughs> You're looking at the right. You're hearing it from the left. Oh, my God. It's all diagonal, Give baby. people seasickness by the time they get to the first normal scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. That's um, the point. Yeah, so that that's... Uh, or or slowly switch them as it goes. <laughs> like ping pong. <laughs> like they cross at one point. They're in both channels. And then... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a slowly bobbing ship. Oh. Wow. I'm I'm good at torture. That is that yeah, that is beyond just a giggle fest into like legitimately pass out dramamine at the showing. That's awful. It is bad and awful. That's that might be a war crime. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. But would you do that with, with with Miami Connection? No. No. Miami Connection doesn't have as many bonkers Well it does. It, it has, has a lot of bonkers scenes. Yes. It also has way more cuts. Very true. So, like, every fight scene gets cut up a lot. Yes. So, <laughs> so you'll just get a kick. and then <laughs> Or, like, him just going, ha! <laughs> His power stance. Is that a thing for martial artists to, like, shake a little bit? If they're super tense. Like, at the end of, like, a, like a move? Um, not from what I did... Then again, mine was much more just like doing karate. Um, but uh, when, okay, if you've been using your muscles a lot. Um, it might just happen normally. Yes, because for instance, I had a teacher at one point who talked about how one of his training exercises was they had to hold just like a standard stance mm-hmm. and their right arm out in a punch. They had to hold that for 20 to 30 minutes. And after a certain point, you just start shaking because your muscles have been tense. Yeah. And, like, in order for the body to be like, I need energy, it, you start, t- uh, uh, start like, releasing and tensing just so your muscles your muscles get real tired. I, uh, I've had that happen to me before. Yeah. So, maybe? I think it's more of an exaggerated thing for film. Okay. Um, it, it's a trope. Yes. It's like, <sighs> okay. But I think it comes from a place of reality. Most tropes do. Mm-hmm. Many tropes. Like spirit bombs. Like a, a Goku? Are you in, are you implying that Goku is not only real, but did a real spirit bomb? He's not? How else did the dinosaurs die? <laughs> now hold on. Because <laughs> there were dinosaurs can running we call, around. Can we call in... PBS Eons? <laughs> There are dinosaurs running around in Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. And I don't think you see any of them after Cell Saga. Oh well. Where's my uh where's my where's my Nobel Prize? Did you accidentally the whole thing? I might have the whole thing. 
I might have cracked this case wide open. And it was cold. Cold as ice. So, I do think... I think maybe what we're thinking of when it comes to, like, different eras Mm -hmm. is visual fidelity. Also a good point, yes. Because this one feels newer because it looks newer. Mm -hmm. And it was discovered more recently, but... Well, and they have the original film. Right. To then restore it. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Yeah, not bad. But something like The Room plays in like 480p at yeah. best on the blu-ray <laughs> you you sometimes get to 720 at 15 frames a second right hi babe <laughs> the sex scenes terrible for your graphics oh. card also uh there's no hard cuts in the sex scenes <laughs> yeah so they're uninterrupted in the so, randomization. Yeah, as soon as you get to one in the randomizer go make some popcorn because you're yeah. you are my rose you are my rose instead of talking about other bad movies Let's get back to the Miami connection. I, I do like your theory. Yeah. Of splitting them into categories. Well, it's just sort of what my brain does. Like, it, and they're not, yeah. Brains I'm, do that. I guess category might be the wrong word. It's like different flavors almost. And can I, can I make a suggestion? Sure. It's Venn diagram. Yes. Yeah. Because a movie can both be nouveau riche mm-hmm. uh, and bad 80s action movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Miami Connection. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's part of this new era. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not... It's not a film that had been known to be like a bad movie classic since it came out. Right. It was like a rediscovery. And as such, it doesn't have sort of the reverence. Right. That you're... Because like The Room, as soon as it came out, people were like, this is fucking... Well, I mean, as soon as it came out, nobody saw it. Sure. But... (laughs) But... I, I th- Over time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a sudden like, oh, the and room. It, and it had... We found it on film. Such crazy, like, marketing. Yeah. That fucking billboard that he had for like eight years. Oh, my... It was just his face. How do you explain Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> if Tommy Wiseau turned out to be Tim Allen... Have you ever seen them in the same room together? I haven't seen Tommy Wiseau and most people... <laughs> In the in, same room together. In rooms together. Very true. Not in the room together. Uh, I want to be in the room when it happened. I do not. I, I want to be not. out of that room. I want to be outside of that room. Gone. Uh, perhaps elsewhere. I want to be at that flower shop saying hi to that doggy. That doggy is pretty great. Even though it was completely motionless. <laughs> Chill as fuck. And possibly dead? <laughs> no. That was a lie, Well, absolutely doggo. now. <laughs> oh yeah, he looked ancient at the time, and what was that? Uh, Two thousand three. Yeah. Um. So let's go over the plot briefly. Uh, for those who have not seen Miami Connection, Spo- first of all, spoilers. Yes. Uh, we recommend this movie. We do. It's a blast. Um. Not, but. So we've recommended a bunch of movies. Why do we recommend this one? Because because there are ones where we recommend because it's just a train wreck, and fun to riff. Yes. This one, I kind of recommend it. It's kind of good. It's fun. Like, like I think there, there was another movie we watched recently where we had a similar... Uh, I mean, I, I, Six String Samurai, for sure. Yes. Yes. That one did definitely feel more confident and streamlined because it had one idea. 
this movie felt confident, mm-hmm. but, but it had too many feel, ideas. It did not feel streamlined. It was too confident yes. in its ability to juggle ideas. Yeah, it it um afterwards we actually looked at the back of the movie to see how long it was. It was like eighty six minutes. It felt a bit longer. It felt like two hours and ten minutes. It definitely has some pacing issues because there are times where it just like cuts and we're onto uh, something else. Finally, we put oh, that yeah. one on the bingo. Yeah, put it on the board again. Where are we and at? Uh, I filled my board three times. <laughs> I just for, keep forgetting to call uh, bingo. Uh, br- bringo. <laughs> bringo. Um, so because there are parts that are really slow, and then it just hits the pedal for like, and those parts are worth minutes. it. Yes, and it yeah, it's not one of it's not one of those films we've seen where it drags the whole way through because those are insufferable and the parts where it's slow Mm -hmm. don't give you a whole lot to work with yes like the acting's bad yes and they clearly were just riffing on set yeah they were making shit up as they like went along yeah but like this goddamn dragon sound for some of the people the acting is bad because they do not speak english as their first language correct uh or they were very clearly brought onto this project at the exact last minute. Yeah, when they were starting to shoot the scene. Right. Uh, hey, you there? <laughs> or they're just like stunt guys. Yeah, you know, because I mean that is the thing. The main group of dudes are actual karateers or taekwondoists. Yeah. Because um, YK Kim, who's the producer, director, writer, writer star, star. Uh, is a taekwondo black belt and the dudes that his group of dudes are actual like his students students. of his yeah yeah so they all know taekwondo and i'm gonna go ahead and say they all kind of kick ass at taekwondo it's kind of freaking sweet like show off some cool shit aside from that one part where yk kim like honks a couple people's noses with his feet yeah we won't talk about that i just did i know but i mean in detail there's not a whole lot more detail. He just, just honks them. I just don't like it. He goes, with his toes. Nice fucking model. <laughs> <laughs> nice fucking model. Uh, I, I don't like it. Don't honk my nose with your toes. I don't want nose toes. Nose toes. We don't want nose toes. We don't need nose toes. End of song. (laughs) Better or worse than Doug Walker's The Wall? You decide. (laughs) (laughs) The Grammys. (laughs) For your consideration. Um so plot. Uh there's a lot of it. Yeah. But it can be I can, I there's a lot of it but it can be summed up pretty quick. A lot happens that doesn't matter. A lot happens to a few bullet points. Um, we open with seeing a biker ninja gang take out a bunch of dudes getting cocaine and to steal the cocaine, that cocaine, but they were supposed to steal some money. Yes. And they forgot. Yeah. Um, so, there, so we establish faction one biker ninjas, which saying that out loud uh-huh. feels so fucking good. <laughs> Cause that's the raddest thing I've ever fucking heard. They're, they're literally like a motorcycle gang. That's that moonlight ninjas. as ninjas. Like, during the day, they are motorcyclists. At night, they are fucking ninjas. Or are they uh, 
ninjas that moonlight as mo- as a motorcycle. Well, guy. in the song, it says cycler cycler by day. Got it. Okay, biker mm-hmm. by day. That's the word. Okay, yeah. Uh, ninja so, by night. Got it. Okay. Um. So so my first one was right. Well, it, it could be it depends on the person. Sure. Um. You know. So we see work, them work home balance. Yes. Uh. Then we go to a nightclub where we are introduced to Dragon Sound. We were introduced to both Dragon Sound and another antagonist. Oh, yes, and another antagonist who ends up being an antagonist group. Uh, his name is Jeff. Yes, and he is the brother of one of the band members' girlfriends. Who is also in the band sometimes. Yes, she sings against the ninja. Uh, she is a backup singer slash dancer? Something like that. Just a person on she stage. She kind of seems like one of those like... Rocking and rolling. Go-go dancers. Yeah, but not like actually dancing. More like you know, just she's a hype lady. Groove. Yeah, that's a. That's, I think that's a good way to put it. She's there to hype. Yeah. Um, which uh, Dragon Sound, the band in this movie, uh, consisting of all of our main characters, mm-hmm. uh, does not need someone to build hype for them. No. Because they are the hypest shit. They fucking rule. They shred. So, they are the dorkiest sounding band since Elven King. <laughs> I mean, the first song we hear from them is Friends. It's called Friends. And uh, the lyrics include such passages as Friends for Eternity, Loyalty, Honesty. We stick together through thick or thin. It is literally a song about the power of friendship. And it fucking rules. But also, half of it's the plot of the movie. (laughs) They also narrate a lot of the ninja attack. Yes. Yes. Through the... Or they, like, describe it in the song. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... When did they write this? Exactly. <laughs> How? Um, fucking precogs? Did, are they just <laughs> prophetically writing these songs? <laughs> the dude gets real high and then just starts scribbling. And like the, later they have a song called Against the Ninja where mm-hmm. they sing about how they're fighting against the ninja. But like they had to practice that song, right? I mean, they granted, pr- it's the same chord progression as Friends. It is, but it's a little faster. But, and And they still had to practice it. Yeah. Yeah, they still have to rehearse that shit. They have to write it down. Which As means- we saw later in the movie, the guy who writes the music in the in the little house they all live in, he's by hand writing the notes down. So like that doesn't had- that's not a short thing. So they had to try it out, see if it actually worked. Yeah, maybe adjust some notes, maybe work on some harmonies. They, they didn't write it that day. No. So when the fuck <laughs> did they write against the ninja? Yeah, have they been fighting this ninja gang for like decades? Cuz if they had why isn't that the movie <laughs> i know right yk kim passes down his combat abilities to that's his a, son i don't know that's a fuck that's a way better movie who is also played by yk kim yes yes <laughs> <laughs> same no makeup nope just the same yep just over the shoulder he cuts he doesn't have makeup when he's his dad either <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that or 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 would he would it be funnier if he had like a, a Santa beard? That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty dad. good. I I'd approve that. Or like a drawn on mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh that happens. Uh we go to college? Yeah. Because uh, they all go to University of Central Florida. Oh, uh in case you didn't know, Miami Connection takes place in Florida. And primarily, uh, as you can tell, primarily Orlando. And um, there are several scenes that occur in Orlando, but most of it does occur in Miami. That's very true. Um, 
I just find it funny that after the title sequence, the first scene is in Orlando. <laughs> it's and it's like on screen. It tells you it's Orlando. The comedic timing's pretty great. It's it's almost like they knew, right? Um, so we go to college where we meet uh, what's her face and tall man. We don't meet them. We already know them from the band. Right. We see them. I should say we we meet up with them. Meet up. Yes. Um, and that's where we're introduced to the relationship between Jeff and Lady. Um, and how she is his sister, and he doesn't like that she's hanging around with Dragon Sound. Because he thinks they suck? Something <laughs> like something. that. Uh, Which, like, bad taste. I know. He runs a, gang a of biker goons. gang slash gym? He runs, like, a gym, and it's full of just jamokes. Like, just real assholes. Yeah. Because they don't really do biking. They do more, like, carring. And, uh... I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just a crime. Yeah, they're just pals. A bunch of <laughs> a bunch of do batters. They're they're ne'er do wells. Yeah, and um, and so they established that there's a. They're there's... my favorite uh, group now. <laughs> it was. He the... also wears an earring on his left ear. Oh no! I'm back to the biker ninjas. <laughs> oh okay. Um, there's there's a scuffle. Uh, the rest of Dragon Sound show up and break up the fight. Um, well, fight. One, a couple people got shoved. Um, it was like the closest thing this movie gets to a real life fight, right? Where it's just a couple shoves and then everybody agrees to go back home. Right, exactly. I want to get mac and cheese. Um, and then is after this is that when we go back to the nightclub where it's the band that used to be there yes shows up and starts arguing with the guy who owns the nightclub about how dragon sound is a bunch of songs for kids and then the owner of the club is like yeah well you make music for old people they're arguing in this scene uh-huh. in such a realistic way yes like to how actual people have an argument because it's clearly not written because <laughs> no one's prepared no they keep repeating things right uh the the reasoning does not make any goddamn sense no like, that's bullshit. Like, okay, I get that they have a song about, like, the power of friendship and everything. Uh-huh. But, like... They're also they, talking about co- killing cocaine ninjas. They shred, also. Yeah, they're also fucking dope. Um, and they got a drummer. So, like, you guys are, like, three people, so I don't know how the fuck yeah. you're... Yeah. What are you, drums, keyboard, and lameoid? <laughs> got him. But we... He... The owner says that the old band leader... Their music was music for old people. Yeah. Uh, what? I the fuck music is that? I don't know. It's the eighties, right? Yes. Yeah. What is eighties old people music? Fifties shit. Big I would band? think. No, I would think it's something like Captain and Tennille. Okay. Recently popular in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy listening. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. So like, like that sixties seventies pop. Sort right. Of so stuff. it doesn't. Uh, I would just call it easy listening. Okay. Um, because that's the genre that Captain Antonio we're in. <laughs> Does that include like, and this might be the wrong time. Uh, oh, shit. What are they called? Um, they did Puff the Magic Dragon. Peter, Paul, and Mary? Yes. They're, they're folk singers. Okay. They mostly did folk songs. They are easy to listen to. They are. And but, good mm-hmm. music is easy to listen to. Right. What easy listening refers to is basically you can have it on in an elevator and it won't make you Oh, uneasy. it's like one step up from Muzak? Yeah. Okay. You can play it in a grocery store. Okay, gotcha. Like you wouldn't play Slayer in a... We would play Slayer in a... 
in a grocery store, but right. In general, for, for John Q. Public, it's a bad idea, right? <laughs> Just raining blood from aisle number five. <laughs> Clean up in aisle five from all the blood. <laughs> Bleeding its horror. Why did I turn into the announcer from Crazy Taxi? It's time for Crazy Taxi. Are you ready? ready? Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, <laughs> Crazy Taxi was one of the best games to have in our arcade and never play it. Right? Because you get to hear the first bit over and over and yeah. over again. And it was one of the loudest. Oh, it's got to be loud. You can't play that game quiet, can we? Because there were always... One or two games in the arcade that were like fucking blasting. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like DDR. DDR Just, was always one mm-hmm. of them because it's, it's the music. music's the point. Yeah. Um, but you would have your Hydro Thunders. Oh. Hydro Thunder! Crazy Taxi. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 yeah. had a lot of... So you would hear, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, see, that's the part you want to be loud, because the people are like, oh, they have MVC But also too. some of the cool jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Okay. Um, we were talking about Miami Connection. So the, the uh, club owner fights off. Yeah, he kicks ass. Him and his jamokes. Uh, his goons. Really, he only brought two goons, and I think only one goon fights. Yeah. The other one just leaves. So, like, shitty goon. Um, what's after that? Do we see Dragon Sound eating at, at uh, Uncle Song's? I think that's that. We could probably do some broad strokes here. Sure. We see uh, that Dragon Sound are a bunch of friends and have friends. They're all supposed to be orphans? Or pans, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that, that bothered me a lot. <laughs> That one hit somewhere in my mind. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that one turned on my flight or fight response. That's so weird. And I'm choosing fight. Oh, God. <laughs> Bam. Oh, Taekwondo. I just learned some Taekwondo from watching this movie. Oh, no. I'm doomed. Uh, I can't fight with you with a knife anymore. You'll stab me in the stomach. I will. Or I'll just go and chop you'll, it out of your hand. clap my hands and I'll go, ah, my knife. <laughs> yeah. You know, Taekwondo. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> God, this movie sucks. <laughs> but in a good, in a great way. Oh. So, uh, well, yeah. So they they have They're lots orphans, of friends. They live together. Yep. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, Jim? Jim. Jim. Uh, black guy. Yeah. Uh, he uh, is trying to find his dad. Because mm-hmm. uh, his mother is Korean and his dad is black American. His words. He has a very long speech, mm-hmm. very clearly written by YK Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And very clearly not proofread. Because it goes on and on. Yeah. And on. And it's like, okay, your dad we and your mom. We get the had... point yeah. about like 30 seconds in. Yeah. He left the family. Mom was sick. She's dead. Dad is off At first, somewhere. I was mad. I was petrified. <laughs> at first, I was mad at my dad because he left. Right. But now, I want to find him. Yeah. And I've been looking for him, and it hasn't been working He out. sent letters to the uh, Department of Defense because he was a military guy, and uh, he had heard nothing back. Anyway. So, uh, that, that right there mm-hmm. took us, like, what, 15 seconds? Something like that. 
Uh, the scene lasted like six minutes. <laughs> it took him so fucking long, and he covers the same details. Yes, yes. Like, I know we talk fast, but come on, movie. Come on, game designers. And also, like, he's... The actor is trying very, very hard to, like, keep his emotion going. <laughs> Crying. But he obviously can't do it with this long fucking speech. So he has to take pauses to think of something really sad and to get build his tears his... going again. Right. Yeah. Or he's trying to remember the next fucking part of this long, long, long. monologue. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, okay, um, after that. Nothing comes of that for a while. Yeah. There's some scenes about how uh, girls' brothers' group are buds with the biker ninjas. So they, they almost connect. Yes. In Miami. Oh. There's almost a connection in Miami. But they never fight together. Correct. They're never a threat at the same time. Right. Um, and we don't know what either of their goals really are. Oh, is this the point where old band goes up to Jim Gang? Yeah, and hires Jim Gang. Basically, the movie starts coalescing on everybody wants to kill Dragon, Dragon Sound. Sound. Yeah, there are some fights. Um, most of them pretty cool. Yeah, fun. There's sticks involved. Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least at least one stick. There's a dude with uh, really short pants that you can see his whole junk. His whole deal. Whole business. It's shit. Wow. Yo, butt cheeks is warm. Yeah. Um, Kielbasa. Uh, so, Bless you. what? Bless you. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's some scenes like uh, Uncle Song... Beats up some dudes kinda, who dine and dash. I kind of don't want to go into like every good scene mm-hmm. because like part of the fun for me, because I have, I knew mm-hmm. nothing about this movie going in. Mm-hmm. You, you had seen uh, the riff tracks of it. Uh, and honestly, I've been tr- gunning for this one. To- and, well, and honestly, there were entire parts of this movie that I didn't remember were in this movie. Right. Because like, I remember like, I remember scenes based on the riffs that I really liked. Right. Um, so it was still fairly fresh for me. Um, so, so and you, I got to appreciate the fight scenes a lot more. Right. Mm-hmm. So you might uh, agree with me that most of the fun in this movie is the surprise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, oh, shit, that was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like, hey, did they do a third song about friendship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many things did they write? Um, <laughs> when did they write this ninja song? I want to know. <laughs> My favorite character is a computer teacher who's proud about University of Central Florida getting fourth in the programming competition. Honestly, same. I mean, they were behind Rensselaer, which makes sense. I mean, they're they're not. He's not my favorite character, but like, I'm proud of University mm-hmm. of Central Florida. Central Florida for drawing circles good. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's got to be like a basic class, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like a begin, like just. There's a pun about basic on the board. Oh yeah, like one of those teacher jokes. Yeah, I didn't see that. I I couldn't not uh, recite it. Right. Um. So yeah, overall, uh, they come together, they fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. 
Dragon Sound guys uh, Shredder kill Jeff. <laughs> Is that how Shredder died? Uh, in the first one. Got it. Okay. Um, I think. It's one of them he gets knocked into a garbage compactor. Ah. And gets garbage compacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't remember if that was when he was Super Shredder or if when he was Shredder. Oh, my God. He goes Super Saiyan? Yeah, he goes Super Saiyan in the second one. Oh, my uh, God. Why do I know so much about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Teenage Weirdo Mutant Reptiles. It fucks me up that uh, turtles are reptiles. In a half shell. And not, like, amphibians. They seem to hang out more with amphibians. They they hang out in the water a lot. But yeah. then you got tortoises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are the same, but, like, dry. <laughs> dry. <laughs> dry turtles. Yeah, they don't drink. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of fucking teetotalers. The T in teetotaler stands for turtle. <laughs> Turtle toddlers. Turtitlers. After dark. That was the sound that a I keep wanting to say frog because it's shorter, and my brain right now can only process. And my shirt has a frog on it. Yes, rib bit. Good fight scenes. They kill Jeff. Yep. From him falling from a great height. Yes. So it's technically they didn't kill him. The ground did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. <laughs> Take that, patriarchy. Um, policeman, you can't arrest me for pushing him off of the building. I am not gravity. I didn't kill him. <sighs> Terminal velocity did. Checkmate. Atheists. <laughs> Got him. What's that? Oh, it's still murder. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a terrible defense lawyer. <laughs> I'm the prosecutor. Why am I sitting on this side of the court? <laughs> oh, fuck. I, re- I really messed up my assigned seats. I was holding the chart upside down. God, Beans. Oh, dang it. Now I look like a fool in the middle of this courtroom. Judge, permission to say Beans. <laughs> permission granted. Bah, beans. <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. Beans. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, overruled. <laughs> Uh, law. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sad they don't actually throw books at each other. <laughs> I wish... You know, a little bit of violence in the courtroom, I think, would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Like, whenever a lawyer gets mad, just have, like, a punching bag pop up with, the with like, the face of the other lawyer on it. He goes, yeah! And then... And, and you're doing it in front of the other lawyer, so he like, gets... Jeez. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, but then that other lawyer gets to do the same. To the punching and then it escalates. You. Yeah. And then they just kill each other. <laughs> Murder each other right on just the floor. C- carnage. You know what? We could settle it through blood sport. Whoever's lawyer. Chess boxing. Chess boxing? Have you not heard of chess boxing? Is it boxing? Is it chess where you then box? Uh, you, you play a certain amount of time of chess, and then you box for a round, and then you go back to chess. The chess... Actual almost Olympic sport. The chess probably gets way worse over time. Oh, I imagine it's hard to calculate moves with a concussion. Would the boxing get better because you get a breather? Well, then you are... T- yeah, you get a breather, and also you uh, both opponents don't want their head hit. Right. So it's a little less just... Bleh, you know? Yeah, they're not trying to hit I think each- they're also wearing headgear. 
But uh, I'd imagine if it was going to be Olympic, I think they always wear headgear. Yeah, in Olympic. yeah. Because yeah. I mean, punching people in the face for sport, <laughs> you kind of want some padding. Oh, judo's fucking sick in the Olympics though. Because it's just about tossing people. Is sumo still there? Was sumo ever there? It might have been. Um, I know judo still is, and it's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, judo is really cool because it's people throwing dudes. Yeah, it's dope. (laughs) Because it's just like they walk up and they grab each other's shirts, and then suddenly someone in like a millisecond has done eight flips and is on the ground. (laughs) And they get one point. Yeah, and they go, huh. And they're like, yeah. One point. Yep. Thank God. Do it again. Uh, I'm going to look up that sumo. The coolest shit you've ever seen. And they have to do it like eight times. Yep. It's great. It's quick. It's quick and nimble when it needs to be. Uh, let's see. International Sumo Federation. Uh, sumo. There's a part of my heart and soul that wants in. to get kind of like into sumo. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> I would do that. I imagine they don't translate a whole lot of sumo. Com- I'm, I imagine there aren't a whole lot of sumo competitions. You may not have to. Well, I mean, you have to understand the game, but I imagine you wouldn't have to like. I want to see know the translated? drama. That's true. That's true. The story is involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, How will I know which one's the good guy and which one is the bad guy? Yeah, who's the face? Who's the heel? I want to know the storyline. Who's shitting the other one's cereal? And they eat a lot of cereal. They eat a lot of cereal. I actually don't know if they eat a lot of cereal. They probably don't. I have no idea. They probably eat a lot of meat. Because cereal... Fish. Well, because they need to bulk up, right? Yeah, they are large. Uh, Sumo... I don't think sumo itself was ever in the Olympics. What am I thinking of? I'm probably thinking of judo. Judo or Greco-Roman wrestling? There was one... I could have sworn there was one where a ring out. Oh, uh, no, there are... Let's see. Is, are there ring outs in judo? The, yeah, there is a, a boundary. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Or Greco-Roman wrestling. Where yeah, it m- also many has of a, like the mat sports have a bounds. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Also, even like floor routines. You can't step out of the line after doing flips and stuff. It's a big square, but... Well, I mean, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you do a bunch of flips, you land outside. You It's a routine. Yeah. If you go outside the box, it's not routine anymore. <laughs> You know what? Well done. I, uh, that came to me as I was saying it. Uh, I keep seeing this article called Sumo Wrestling Coming Sort of to the Tokyo Olympics. Um, well, I don't care about sort of. Also, I don't care about the Tokyo Olympics. That's old news. There is a Grandpa. Olympic wrestling. I know. That's two years old at this point. Uh, well, almost. Because they had to delay it for a year. Yeah, true. Um, because I don't know something fucking happened. Amid the prompting of Suno tournament, <laughs> this is riveting content. Yep, I'm so smart. Um, yeah, I don't think it was in the Olympics. I don't. <sighs> I'm willing to call this mystery. Oh, they planned a tournament after the Olympics. Okay. Now that we've solved this mystery, yeah. Sumo. Uh, I just like throwing salt. That's fun. You know, more people need to throw salt <laughs> over their shoulder to get the devil to go away. <laughs> but I mean, one of the opening rituals is like you have a thing of salt and you throw it in the ring. Yeah, so that when you slam your opponent into it, it gets in his eye. Tastes good. 
we went in different directions. Yeah, so you, when you land face first on the map, hmm, little treat. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> it's a lot of sand, but there's all this salt. My there. favorite sumo of all time is E Honda. Ah, uh, and it's fucking hilarious because his whole deal is that he's trying to like raise like awareness of sumo across the world, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But he would not be allowed to fight in sumo. No. A, he's got like a fat eight pack. <laughs> uh, so he's probably underweight. But yeah, for the whatever for the competition category, yeah. And two, uh, he like flies across the screen and jumps yeah, in the like, air. Yeah, he like do punch and and not just wrestle. Well, slapping is a thing. Right, but like his hundred hand slap, like that's, that's an like, impressive. That's like a palm strike that you hit someone in the nose, break their cartilage, it goes in their brain. Right. That's normal. That's a valid sumo move. <laughs> Death. <laughs> yeah. You get a point? Well, the idea is they back up from you. Right. Or you knock them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can shove because there's significant knockback off of a uh, hundred hand slap. I'll have you know. Uh, but like his flying butt stomp, no. Yeah, that's a little out of bounds. That ain't sumo. Yeah, he he flies across the screen like horizontal. <laughs> Damn, it's like a meat missile. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I demonstrated that in the worst way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they can't even see it. Uh. Anyway, that's my E-Honda joke. I'm proud of you. Uh, so, YK Kim was Korean. Yeah. Um, so, Taekwondo. Taekwondo is Korean. Why are there so many katanas in this movie? Great question, Kevin. I mean, I know why the katanas would be in the hands of the ninjas, because obviously. Right. But but the, the our Taekwondo buddies had those, like, wooden boken. And then event, and in the last fight scene. They just grabbed katanas. They just got katanas from the Start ninjas. going to fucking bat- buck wild. Uh, tall guy turns into a barbarian. Oh my God, he's covered in blood. And goes on a rage. It's incredible. It's it, Tall guy is my favorite character. That whole sequence alone is worth the, the price of Almost, admission. Yeah. If you, were, if you need to just get a... If you need to microdose <laughs> uh, Miami Connection, the, the last ninja fight scene. It's so good. And you're not even going to get any spoilers because, like, nothing fucking happens. No. No, you're absolutely right. And, like, you know who everyone is because, like, the the boss ninja is in white. Yeah, he makes himself abundantly known. So, like, you're not like, who's this guy? Like, oh, okay, that's the boss ninja. Exactly. And ninjas are faceless, like, by default. So, like, Mm -hmm. who gives a shit? Yeah. So, what what would be, um... We sort of already went over this in just our discussion as a whole, but like, what what was the like shining beacon of good that came out of this movie for you? The first time that we saw a tall guy start whooping ass, yeah, because I expected out of YKK. He Kim. is very tall and dorky. Like he looks like a fucking nerdlinger. I yeah, could, I feel like someone could would try to take his lunch. Right, but then he would teach you. Very quickly. That if you take his lunch, he will take your life. He also looks like a friend I had in film school. Oh, yeah. Uh, who was, like, very tall. Mm-hmm. Lanky. Um, I wouldn't say lanky, but yeah, lanky. Mm-hmm. Like Lanky Kong. Oh, Diddy. <laughs> You're certainly not chunky. Uh, 
sometimes cranky. Mm, yeah, aren't we all? And a little bit funky. <laughs> all right, we're done with this joke. I'm a donkey. Anyway. <laughs> a stepladder. <laughs> a stepladder. A callback to, a, to an old episode. A callback. How can I tell if I'm really in love with Miami Connection? I mean, it sounds like you're not like in love, in love with it, but you really like it. I, I would sleep with Miami Connection. <laughs> Who would? I would wear three condoms on my arms. Well, and one on my junk. It, it's from arm. Miami. God. Oh, that's true. You don't know what and the it, fuck. It's, it goes to the club scene in Miami. <laughs> yeah, something's crawling around. So, listen. It's like gone to her Pacifilades. Just, just uh, wear protection, like yeah. a bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most valuable protection in Miami for sure. And well, chainmail from stabbing. Well, now, yeah. I don't know if it was worse in the eighties. I have no idea. Um, I don't have the crime statistics. My only reference to Florida is from Jason Mendoza in mm. The Good Place. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly whippets and dying in safes. Right. Like, I mostly know how it's a garbage fire, but I don't actually think it's that bad. Probably. I really don't know. Like, I know some people who genuinely love Florida uh, just as a place. And some people I imagine like the Flo beaches Rida. are lovely. Yeah. 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 He, he named himself in, after a state. And, like, the Everglades are beautiful gorgeous the key the the florida keys that they sung about that in in fucking beach boys right and so, the beach boys sing about it then it's probably like creepy if it's mike love that's singing it <laughs> true, true true but if it's brian wilson like it, it's probably okay surfing USA. well and pet sounds the whole album bark bark you haven't listened to pet sounds have you i haven't have uh, would there be any song off of Pet Sounds that I would no. have heard? Okay, cool. I I actually think there's a few. I think wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Is from it? Uh, I'm probably wrong. Oh, what about God Only Knows? Is that off Pet Sounds? I think, but I'm probably wrong because that's legitimately my favorite Beach Boys song. It's a good song. So good. There was one day months ago where I just played it like five times and I felt amazing. I was like, I don't know why, but it's really fucking jazzing me up. Just felt calming and somehow energizing, wouldn't like a caffeinated nice. tea. So, wouldn't it be nice? Is on there. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? God then only knows. We'd is on be there. Much closer to our death. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? And God only knows are on there. Love those. Love those are great songs. They're great. <clears throat> Famously, okay. he took a very long time. To I, write. I, I mean, I have heard that album is very forward uh looking it's it, as an album like revolutionary yeah some would argue mm-hmm. i wanted to say progressive but that is a that has a little more weight when you're talking about music or a little more interesting a little more crazy connotations um it's it's but production wise i know it was very like yeah ahead of its time oh yeah mm-hmm. and it made the beatles uh be like bitch that's our thing <laughs> So then they went hard. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what Beatles album was after that one? I want to say White. Okay, that makes sense. So you're saying it was like one of those albums that really shifted the sound of that period of time. For a select few bands, yes. Yeah. For, for but they, but it's still 
definitely the Beach Boys. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it wasn't like the Beach Boys completely, utterly no, that's, diverged. That's the song Summer of Love from uh, their last album. Ah. Uh, where Mike Love raps. Because <laughs> it came out in the 90s. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So they were fresh off the success of Kokomo. When did that come out? The 80s. Oh, wow. Or early night, late 80s, so early That was 90s. a late Beach Boys song. Okay. Yeah. Complete surprise. It was on a movie soundtrack. I think... Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. No, it was it was a it was a bigger movie. I think Tom Cruise was in it. Anyway, anyway, um, so it would have been early night. Kokomo, starring Tom Cruise. But like it, fucking that song. That song was fucked. massive. Yeah, <laughs> that song was he huge. Yes, it was everywhere. Um, and like they never really went away because they did the the nostalgia. Uh, the boomer music tours. That's true. Yeah, played all their old hits. Um, and Mike Love was really good at that because if there's one thing Mike Love knew, it was Beach Boys songs. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that already existed. Right. Um, if one thing he didn't know was how to make them. Ah. Uh, like Kokomo was okay. Mm-hmm. It was all right. Because it's entirely the. The thing that the Beach Boys are best at, which is harmonizing. Yes. They're yes. really fucking good at it. Yeah. They're like a uh, surf music uh, barbershop quartet almost. Right. Yeah. And so Kokomo is almost entirely that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, it feels very old Beach Boys. But then they come out. They're like, okay, we got to ride this. We got to make a new album. And Brian Wilson is still... In his, uh, like, stupor battle for uh, autonomy with his uh, psychiatrist. Oh, is this like a like the Britney Spears thing? Very similar. Like a guardianship. Uh, he thing? was in an. A, there was abuse going on between uh, his psychiatrist, Doctor Landy, and him. Okay. Got um, it. That's the relevant part. Okay. And he wasn't writing music. He wasn't able to be with the Beach Boys. Right. So Mike Love, for the first time ever, got to have the helm. complete creative vision Uh-oh. without fucking <laughs> Brian doing some weird shit. Right. Pet sounds. We got to fucking do the hits. Or not the hits, but like. We got to make some more. We got to make hits. the 90s remember the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did that by having a song called Summer of Love. Where he raps. <laughs> I need to track this down. Not well. There's a there's a uh, Todd in the Shadows episode about it. Okay, cool. Um, and he explains it way better than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously. That sounds amazing. And that's where I got all this information. Right. So I plagiarized. Well, no. It's... But like, after this, we're gonna need to find it. Yes. Just the song, yes. so that you can experience it. I, yes, absolutely. Um, to, as a as a palate cleanser from this actually enjoyable Miami Connection experience, <laughs> we need something soul crushing. <laughs> we do. Um, yeah. Well, it prepares us for the soul crushing nature of late stage capitalism, and then that's where it ends. 